Frank, it has finally happened. I am excited for smartphones again. Oh my God, what happened? Did Nintendo release a smartphone? Oh, I could only imagine and wish. Now, it is a sad uh, tale because talking about Nintendo over on Nintendo Dispatch, our sister podcast, talking about Nintendo, I talked about Reggie fils one of my personal heroes out here in the Washington area, retired from Nintendo of America. And then Mr. Bowser, yes, that's correct. That's his last name, is taking (laughs) over for Reggie. So it's kind of funny. But anyways. Is that over... Is that that's over in the Redmond? Is that where Nintendo is? That is over in the Redmond. I could walk to uh, Nintendo of America very easily across from the commons. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jealous. Cool. Aren't they all secretive? They probably won't let you in. You're like, Get out, James. They are very secretive and they do not let you in. But if you want to hear more about that, Frank, you can go listen to that podcast because that's not what uh, we're not here to talk about that. Okay. Frank. Here's what happened. It is the most exciting time of year because it was CES and then it was Mobile World Congress right now. And with Mobile World Congress over in Barcelona, they announced all sorts of amazing new tech and it's finally happening. We have a smartphone slash tablet revolution with foldable phones. Whoa, you went straight to revolution, huh? That's that's pretty impressive. You know, you didn't have to mention CES. That's that's a sore point for me. I was hoping that there would be a new one wheel model this year. Because <laughs> no, no new model? No new model, James. Uh-huh. I waited. I was so patient. I'm going to wait for CES. Nothing. But okay. Yes, foldables. I'll, I'll get over my <laughs> disappointment of CES there. Mobile World Congress. Never been to one. Have you been to Mobile World Congress? I was invited to go to one when I was at Xamarin many moons ago. However, I had a conflict in my schedule and I didn't go. I believe Mobile World Congress is more press and business focused compared to CES, which is consumer focused. That is my assumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but I've still wanted to go because I just imagine it's just kind of fun. Lots of nerds and lots of reporter nerds hanging out. Plus, it's Barcelona, so whatever. <laughs> Good excuse, huh? <laughs> um, but uh, foldable phones or tablets, foldable tablets or foldable phones. I don't know what they are. They're both. That's what's so weird about them. I'm excited. Um, I I don't know what it is. I've just always wanted a flexible screen. I think once you've had um, a large iPad Pro, you start to think, hmm, very large flat surfaces maybe are not a great idea for the future. Mm-hmm. And I started it, um, that device plus uh, Westworld <laughs> made me want foldable devices. And so it's kind of exciting to see that they're finally going to be purchasable, I guess. I Yeah, and it's been a long sort of journey towards here because you're right. We've seen a lot of things in movies and television shows when it comes to foldable devices or very thin devices that sort of unravel themselves or have heads up displays when you open them. The Westworld device, when I saw it, I go, oh, that looks like something besides the on-screen display that they had going on. It was very highly all like minority report. But I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was cool too. No, I thought it was cool. But the device itself of it opening three-way, I'll go, oh, that's really intriguing. And, you know, there's been that really long term. Oh, it was a trifold? I forgot. I totally forgot. It was a trifold. Yeah, Yeah, it was a trifold. (laughs) 
Okay. And I I think for a long time, there's been rumors of Microsoft doing a foldable device or they've done some things, you know, your prototypes of things, you know, with Andromeda or something. And I work at Microsoft, but I really don't know. I'm just reading in Gadget. I'm just reading in Gadget, people, James, James, we have to mention the Courier. It's, It's my favorite Microsoft device that never happened. Do you remember the awesome video about the Courier? Oh, that's what that's where it came from, right? It's it was one side e ink and then one side tablet, right? It was like 2010, no? Uh, even earlier than that, I think they reused the name for a separate product at one point. Ah. But there was a super old video when it was basically two equal screens, so one fold in the middle. And I don't know, uh, it was a great, um, software demo you know i'm sure it was done in adobe flash but it just it had a really intriguing ui you know it was a device that we were all excited about and it was weird because it folded and that seemed oddly logical but somehow still weird (laughs) um and they did like lots of little party tricks with it you know moving files from one screen to the other and organizing it that way and in this instance i see that there is a big crease in the middle and we could say, well, Nintendo did that in 2004 with a Nintendo DS, which had two screens that folded. I was but so hoping you would mention it. <laughs> it it's That's not a foldable screen. And, the, and this thing, Courier, is not a foldable screen, correct? Right, right. Yeah. So I guess I was first impressed with those Android phones that went truly edge to edge, that mm. curved around the edges. Uh, I guess... Some people don't like that, but I thought that was super futuristic looking and I loved it. I wish iPhones did it. We already suffer with um, a giant no-touch area at the bottom and the top. It's okay if there's a little no-touch area on the sides, if it means having... Uh, uh, you know, I the, the phone that I want, oddly enough, is the uh, the ones from The Expanse. Do you watch that TV show? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm, well, they're, they're the kind of like, see-through kind of phone you know we'll never get there but they're very fancy and it always seems like we're just creeping into that territory so what i'm saying is i just want science fiction and these foldable things are feeling sci-fi to me (laughs) so i just looked up your the expanse i typed in Mm -hmm. the expanse tv show phone (laughs) into google (laughs) and okay no these are these are cool they're little devices that look like an ipod nano sure and you tap on it and it like in HoloLens Magic. augmented <laughs> augmented reality, mixed reality yeah. for your but phone. That's an optional mode. What I appreciate most about that show, the realism, is that a lot of people had cracked screens. So the art department did a great job of <laughs> making it feel realistic. Because, cool. yeah, no matter our devices, you're going to break it. Which uh, maybe leads into uh, these foldable phones and their plastic screens. Yes. How many uh, are most Android devices plastic or glass, would you say? Glass. I think gla- nowadays everything's glass, no? Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I mean, have no idea. I, I have no a- idea. All glass. <laughs> oh, all glass. come on. We're such bad hardware oh. reviewers here. Don't stay tuned for our next show. It'll be even worse. But um, I'm excited. Uh, so it's a plastic screen. It can flex. Um, there are... Uh, three devices, I guess, but two that everyone's talking about. Samsung has a Galaxy Fold or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Huawei has the Mate X. These are terrible names. Jeez, people, name your products better. But um, 
what you know i i i had heard this before i really seen it but the samsung galaxy does feel like it's uh two phones <laughs> kind of taped together so that's one form of a foldable screen yeah the the thing that is intriguing about these different devices is we're starting to see them come out in different ways so for these phones you have to decide if you want them to fold in or fold out and what i mean by that yeah. is when you fold the device, is now the screen on the inside or is the screen wrapping around the outside? And the Galaxy Fold is a screens on the inside and on the outside. So it's almost two phones slapped together, but there is a foldable in the middle. And the harder the harder part about folding on the inside is that you have a crease. You can't, it's harder to crease the screen because it's smaller. Where if you wrap around the outside, like the Royale Flex Pi and the Huawei Mate X, then naturally that curve can be a little bit bigger because it's there. Now, the Huawei Mate X is a beautiful, just stunning device. And that was so smart because what they did is they wrapped around the end and then they had a little notch. So you can only hold it like a Kindle almost uh, when it's in tablet bigger mode. But when you wrapped it around, it almost tucked in. And I thought that was a very elegant way of doing it. Uh, in in general, so the the hardware is surprising that the first generation, that first gen, right, that we're seeing, mm-hmm. surprisingly, both of them look pretty good, which is surprising, I guess, to me. <laughs> um, I just want to agree with you for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that um, hand holding notch. I'm a recent owner of a Kindle Paper White. Is that what they're called? I think anyway. So, yeah. Yep, yep. They have a little hand holder and it's fantastic because honestly, with the iPads, I don't know how to hold an iPad anymore. There's no more bezel. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And I guess like Apple tells me that it does palm recognition, but I'm an app developer and I don't trust software. So I'm (laughs) I'm just always confused. I do uh, absolutely love the design of the Huawei because um, as you said, it's that outer crease. So you don't get at that little bump in the middle of the screen. I guess there's always going to be a little bit. There's always going to be some deformation, especially I imagine if you leave it baking out in the sun or something like that. Um, But I think it's just um, the most future, futuristic of looking of the devices uh when it was folded out flat it looks a lot like an ipad and it's very thin something like five or six millimeters they said so i think it's just to me it feels like a very responsive nice uh kindle paper white <laughs> but with a better touch screen and folding yeah they somehow were able to make it so thin that it's thinner than an iphone thinner than my phone and s- when it's flat out so you never would have anything that flat and so thin even than an ipad and then still it's really thin when it is in the phone mode i mean so to me the really part that i like about foldable phones is that i think the hardware is cool it's very expensive it's like two thousand dollar phones <laughs> yeah i forgot to mention that not gonna buy one but what has me excited is about the potential that we have for new sorts of experiences. The thing that really was getting me down about phones is that they were all very similar, all looking the same. Software on the phones was starting to look the same across the board. Of course, we can update material design and do these things. Mm -hmm. But I was still just building an app for a phone, just like if you're building an app for the desktop, the desktop 
inherently hasn't changed all that much. I'm <laughs> building a bot. There's, there's new experiences, new things you can tack on. But in this instance, what is so unique about having the screen is that you're transitioning through experiences and then the ability to run so many apps at the same time uh, to even have like a windowed mode of your application. Remember the old, I mean, not old, but the one part about windows is that there's windows, you know, you have multiple parts of your app running where in the world of iOS and Android, that's not really the case. I don't know how much that will change, but I could imagine a vision where I'm creating very complex uh, um, applications such as Photoshop or Lightroom, where I might have my photo app open. I might have a little, you know, dialer on the bottom right that's docked as a different app, but communicating to the main app that's talking and I'm dragging and dropping and, and putting these through all of them. But yet when I go into my phone mode, maybe I'm just back in my gallery, right? Or I'm in my gallery and it says launch in fold mode for illustrator. And then it, it opens up an expansive, you know, illustrator Photoshop experience on the tablet mode. Cause now I can optimize for the space when you need to. Uh, and that to me is something that you can't do on your phone today without having two devices. So that blows my mind for the potential. That's going to be very complicated for app developers to go implement. It's going to be time consuming. We're going to you know spend a lot of time on it, but that is the most revolutionary part of this new device medium to me. Yeah. Um, I think this is another case where windows Metro got something right in the early days. And then the industry backtracked. Did you ever write a windows RT app? Oh yeah. Not UWP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So with these apps, uh, Windows had a snapping mode. I guess it still has the snapping mode, but it's not such a special mode anymore. Mm -hmm. But the idea was your app should be able to run on a phone. It should be able to run on Windows, but you get notified when you switch between these. I'm um, small now. Now I'm big <laughs> on iOS. Um, what are they called? Uh, the horizontal blah 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 thing <laughs> you can <laughs> you can find out if uh you're in a constrained with environment and change your ui to match that mm. and so we're we already do that a bit i do that in my apps on ios i detect when you go into this with collapsed mode and then you change around the ui so i think that Everyone's starting to get a flavor of that, but now it's going to be uh, a little more pressing because could you imagine using a phone app and then you unfold this thing and then it changes into what a scaled version of that phone app? That'd be so such a waste of space. You could just add so much more interesting UI to the side. Yeah, the issue that comes up to me is, is the software ready all of the different manufacturers making these devices, specifically Huawei and Samsung, have their own special flavor of Android itself that yeah, sure. they had to build experience on, on top of. And they've been doing that for years. And that's not standard. So yeah. is Google going to do something about it? You know, they did this for the notch when Android devices started to have a notch with Android P maybe oh yeah one of the okay. cookies they <laughs> built that into the framework for 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 
enabling app developers to handle the notch. Now, they didn't handle the whole punch, but that I'm sure is coming in queue. So. <laughs> so I guess that's the question, though, whether Q will come with, I mean, what does Android need? Uh, do you ever design an Android app to switch modes like that between phone, phone mode and tablet mode? Do you write it that way? That's a great question. So back in my glory days, back in my day when I used to write Android apps. So the best part of Android core development, so standard Android development, regardless if you're developing it, I'm talking about native development. So if you're developing it natively in Java or Kotlin or with Xamarin, the native Android XML, the best part about it is that Android automatically has these attribute identifiers. So what you can do is you can have layout folders and you can say, this is my base layout, but this is my layout for smallest width 600 DP, which is a seven inch phone or 720 DP or these different things. And you can even do use this layout in landscape versus portrait. And how Android works is whenever it detects a rotation or a different device, regardless if you're on phone or tablet or different devices, it will automatically switch to that mode. So this was unique because you might start having really big phones and when they're in landscape mode, the width of it is almost a tablet. So you could create that magical sort of master detail flow, which would be standard on tablet or landscape. And it wasn't a, you don't have to program anything special, just the identifiers will inflate different layouts. Now, of course, your code has to figure out, hey, I've inflated this layout. Does this thing exist or not? But besides that, in the communication layer, you know, you're going to know if it's there. So you can give a better experience on tablet or you can even have TV or these different things. So a single app can have your tablet app, your TV app, your phone app, and it will automatically transition between all of these states for you depending on what your users are doing or what the device size is based on the screen resolution. So when Android applications went to Chrome OS, the unique part there is that developers didn't have to do anything to get a very nice desktop app for Chrome OS if they were following these guidelines because they might launch the app in phone mode, but if they drag the window to be more like a tablet, it would automatically change into a tablet. The real downsides of cross-platform development, whether you're using React Native or Flutter or Xamarin Forms, for instance, uh, or Ionic or any of these other ones, is that you lose a lot of that because the UI has been abstracted into all this other stuff. So you're getting a very optimized experience just for a single device. Now, some could say, well, James, you know, in Xamarin Forms, you can say on tablet, do this or do this. You got to put in that work. So it is extra work. And some of the platforms have it and some of it don't. But at the core, what you're asking me, Frank, is that, yes, Android had thought about that from day one, even before tablets or anything existed. Like it, it was built into the framework itself, which was quite magical. You know, after I asked that question, I realized I knew the answer. Or I think once once you said a word, I was like, oh, I know this. And you know why I know this? Because 
coming from iOS, I, I, I was an Android developer. I am an Android developer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, whenever you would rotate the phone, mm-hmm. it would like throw away your whole UI and then recreate it and reload it. And I'm like, what in God's name are you doing, phone? <laughs> all I did was rotate you. And it's like, nope, reloading all resources, doing this, doing that. And I'm like, what is this? And then it slowly occurred to me that, oh, I see they're they're prepping for these changes. But still, oh, Lordy, it was an inelegant solution. <laughs> you know, Apple would have done that, but they would have animated the transition at least or something. But um, I think that it's um, technologically obviously a very elegant solution, the fact that you can just do those uh, declarative changes and things like that. I tend to do all this stuff manually in my own code. So I detect the event, I, you know, I move around my UI, I do all that kind of stuff. It's terrible. <laughs> so it's <laughs> pretty nice that Android gives you that if, if you're running a native UI. Yeah, it is. It is. That is the one unique part. It's, it's a lot of overhead. But if you are trying to craft an application that is going to be able to scale on all these different devices, then boom, you can do it. It's reminiscent of the size classes. Is that what they use on iOS now? Size yeah, classes? exactly. Ooh. That Yeah, that's the name I was trying to remember earlier. <laughs> and the size class that matters most is the horizontal one, and that's the width constraint. That's the one that signals to you whether you're an iPhone UI or uh, iPad UI. Mm. And you would say, why? You can't have both of that. We don't have foldable devices. And that's because the iPad does, though, have, um, I almost said good, but I'm going to say decent to passable um, multitasking, as in I can have two apps up on the screen at the same time. Mm. Now, James, inflate my Android knowledge some more. Is this at all possible on Android right now? Yes, sir. It has been available for a long time in Android. <laughs> so the, the beautiful part of Android is they did enable multiple app switchers many, 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 many years ago. On Are you t- making fun of me? You know, not everyone has your vast knowledge, James. <laughs> well, so they did it relatively not too long ago, but many years ago. And they gave a lot of control over it to run not only uh, multiple apps, but also multiple activities of your same application at the same time. I'm pretty sure that I did a blog. Let me see if I can find it here. Multiple. I'm going to put in multiple. See if I can find it. Uh, it was a long time ago. I wrote an app about multiple activities that you could run at the same time. But they they have it so at least if I'm in Android, I can go into the app switcher and say, run these two apps side by side and boom. Now it wasn't as elegant as iOS because on iOS you can drag and drop stuff and do things with the things. And that's nice, but that really isn't built into Android for my now. Okay. So that's a big one um, because I think that was even in a demo I saw. Well, it was certainly in the courier demo from Microsoft 8 billion years ago (laughs) is dragging and dropping. That was a huge part of the demo. That's how you move things between the screens. Mm. So I'm actually surprised at that. Android doesn't have a drag and drop system. They 
they probably do. Who knows, Frank Krueger? I, <laughs> I, I'm so okay. It's a big API. It's a big I, I'll, API. I'll forgive you. So we'll we'll have to look that one up. And now we'll they, get back to you. Up. So so they do. I I just I sent you a link and I'll put it in the show notes of a article I wrote in 2006, and this is talking about multiple app window modes. So when you launch an activity. They added some flags called launch adjacent. So you launch adjacent mm-hmm. to it. So what I'm showing here in this app as you scroll down is like you can easily. It's a very nice screenshot, James. Oh, thanks. Everyone better <laughs> click on this link. <laughs> you you have like a monkey side by side, a normal app. And then down below, you can launch activity side by side. Uh, and then you can even say like, is my application in multi-window mode? And you you know if it is um inside of there so it's really pretty easy to do and to be honest you could probably maybe do that in xamarin forms i'm not even sure i mean maybe i don't know probably but i i would assume if it's just activities xamarin forms can handle that multiple activities yeah probably we, we just keep saying assume let's keep probably in assuming away huh? yeah uh yeah yeah Oh boy. Wow. I can't wait until the iPad is foldable because we have great drag and drop support on iOS. <laughs> well, if you get this mode it it and you get this foldable, I believe that one thing that is unique is that if these things open up, like Android already has picture in picture mode, so you can have a video overlay. I think iOS has this now too. If you're playing a video, it will overlay on top of it. They mostly did this for TVs and other things, but on tablets it's great. You could imagine it being docked now and you could have still you know, other information. To me, this opens up a world of capabilities and some unique software like uh, audio editing or photo editing or um, anything like that. You know, these editing applications or creation applications where you have all these widgets and things off to the side where you might need multiple activities and multiple things running. So uh, this kind of opens up a lot of these possibilities when you have this unique device granted you might be saying frank well i could already do that if i just bought a tablet but not everyone has a tablet so well i let's get to the giant pink elephant in the room i think that this thing's going to be great for tv watching and like netflix Mm. i don't know if you're like me but even though i'm somehow surrounded by ipads i still end up watching videos on my phone like a mm-hmm. lot <laughs> yeah to a sad sad degree <laughs> and golly there are times i really wish that phone would just flap its little ears open <laughs> and become bigger so i am totally down for this i don't know if i'm two thousand dollars switch my lifestyle over to google down but in five years when apple comes out with it we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> so but I, video video obviously i think it's the big awesome just just Pure draw. Pure draw. Plus. Can you maybe talk about your your personal thoughts and insights on the state of Apple devices potentially maybe doing anything like this? Oh, well, a lot of what I know is just hearsay, things I've heard on other podcasts and things like that. But um, Apple has always been involved in the foldable space. They have patents around lots of this kind of stuff. So in classic Apple fashion, it's usually just let the market, let the industry throw out some stuff, see what sticks in the market, um, 
pick one of their patents <laughs> that complements that, refine it to a ridiculous degree, double the price and sell it. So just got to wait for that pattern to slowly unfold in this case. I think um, this isn't, I think some technologies I group into the 3D technology bin, mm-hmm. which to me was just a dumb technology. I don't know anyone who actually uses it. It's just not good enough. Um, I've, I've never actually seen anyone use one. So that technology just existed, but we were all supposed to be excited for it. And we're like, I don't know if I want to be excited for that. You could almost lump VR into that camp. A lot of people just aren't into it, Mm. but a device that gets bigger. um, Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be into this. So at some point, Apple will release something along these lines. Yeah. To me, I don't like tablets, but I like the idea of a tablet. And that's sure. what sets this over the top is it's tablet on demand compared yeah. <laughs> to forced to tablet. Show title. <laughs> tablet on demand. Tablet on demand. <laughs> tablet on demand. Yeah, it's important. Um, picture in picture. You know, I've never gotten any of my apps to be picture in picture. I don't ever do media apps. I'm always jealous of them. I once thought I was going to reprogram my app to feed everything into a video buffer so that you could actually have my app in picture in picture mode, but that would have been stupid. I just have to wait for Apple to catch up and (laughs) make the OS work. So, all right. So, What's the next step here? What are our concerns? And we've talked about a lot of the positives. We talked about the hardware. We've talked about the software potential. What are our major concerns around these devices? I have no concerns. I mean, I keep thinking about the photo editor that you mentioned earlier, that the camera app and you just mm-hmm. fold it out and it becomes more magical. Um, concerns are that we we might go back to a mode world where your app does have these modes it felt like um especially with marzipan coming out on mac where we'll be able to run ipad apps on a mac Mm. with presumably resizable windows so our apps have to just act like you know 1990s apps and Mm. deal with a resizing screen and that's fine i'm i'm you know from a coding perspective that's really easy to implement But things that are annoying or that require more thought, I I, I guess I group those things together. Things that require more thought are more annoying, (laughs) are having modes in your app. You have to design the separate modes and users have to recognize the different modes. You have to decide which UI elements they share, which things flap over there. Uh, Features that might go undiscovered because no one thought to unfold their phone to get to that funny feature. So I don't, in general, like modes. But um, we don't know how these things are going to pan out. It might be that people prefer the multi-app scenario. So when you unfold it, there's another activity or another app running. Mm. Honestly, we just have to see how people end up using them. And it's going to be a few years before a lot of people have them. My concerns are that they'll get a bad rep too early in their life cycle Uh, because the phone the screens are going to have notches they're going to wear out they're going to have bad battery we're battery issues or this or that and you're going to hear like negative stories and then then they'll go away yeah you know Uh, 
it happens sometimes all all technology it's called like the hype cycle right it goes up then it dips down and then it slowly creeps back so it's just a question how high do you rise how far do you dip and how slowly do you creep back (laughs) it really just depends on the technology and how um useful it is i think Mm. if people find actual use in it and that use could be netflix (laughs) you know if people are just like yep netflix is way better on this then you know that's good enough well that's my concern is that it's on android first and we all know (laughs) android (laughs) (laughs) that's funny don't rag on him come on you love your android i love my android i'm just saying if i mean now here's here's the real question before we get out here and we talk about this is when Apple decided to do the multi apps running at the same time, drag and drop, you're a big iPad Pro person. What is the state of that? Because it's been many years. And I just said that I was concerned about Android taking many years to get to the state. But is Apple and the iOS developer ecosystem even there for the technology that Apple put out many years ago? So, um, if I just answer the question as you asked it, the answer is no. Mm. Um, but it's a multifaceted answer. So let me dig in. Okay. Uh, yeah, the APIs are there, uh, and the APIs are honestly not that hard to use. Mm. So, as an app developer, um, you should allow drag and drop, allow people to drop images into your app, allow them to drop. Yeah, I mean, it's usually images, (laughs) videos and images, you know, that kind of stuff, Uh, which leads me to um, uh, files. Uh, They have kind of um, uh, built-in support for files being dropped into your app. It's very trivial to accept them and that kind of stuff. So there is like a full-blown drag-and-drop API, and then there is just this kind of default handling of what to do when a file is dropped on the app. Um, it, it, I, I don't know how people are going to be moving data between their apps. Are they going to want to move big chunks like files or have people completely forgotten what a file is and we're going to be moving contacts and images, you know? Um, so if we're moving images, no, no one's got support for it. If you're moving some files, yeah, maybe a little bit of support. If you're moving anything that's other than those, I would say zero support. Unfortunately, it's not a limitation of the API. It's just that uh, there just hasn't been a large demand from users. Uh, People haven't experimented enough. It's one of those technologies. It's just going to be a slow, slow bake as we learn how apps should communicate with each other and how people want apps to communicate with each other. Because for God's sake, I don't want to be using the clipboard. It's, it's terrible. Like copy, paste, copy, paste. There has to be a better solution than that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a concern. That's my fear. And, uh, I really, I wonder how other people feel about like what our listeners do. I don't think we can get away without reading uh, an epic tweet from one of our favorite uh, personal friends, but also mm. guests on the podcast at one time, Mr. JB Avane, who tweeted, JB. JB said, and I quote, but I don't want a foldable phone. <laughs> oh, JB. JB, you're killing me. You're crushing my heart, JB. Why not? I don't we have to ask him. He says, um, so the the only nice thing about them is that 
you could close them hard after infuriating phone call. Not sure I want to do that for <laughs> for two thousand. Oh, he uses his phone as a phone. Oh, that's I never used the phone part. Yeah, I told I told him I said you don't get to choose. It's happening. <laughs> so are you actually that confident james is this a technological trend a revolution i guess as you began yep Mm -hmm. yeah i think that this i believe that in the next two years every single every single manufacturer will have a foldable phone and they will drop down in price i think you're probably three three to four years away from it being like the default, which also means that ideally the price of normal phones goes down. But my my fear is that no. five years from now that this will be a premium, premium price that you'll always have to pay more than the base model. And that will hinder adoption. Whereas what needs to happen is that there needs to not be three models of a phone. There doesn't need to be an XS, an XR, and an XS Max. There needs to be an iPhone X and an iPhone XF. That's a fold, by the way. So, <laughs> so there Love would be t- two models and that's it, you know, fold or no fold. That's well, all you get. To put things in perspective, if you get a maxed out iPhone, that is something like $1,500 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why when you said the price might come down, I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like the manufacturers are really pushing us to accept these higher prices. Uh, so when you said uh, in two years, all the manufacturers are going to have one, was, were you throwing Apple into that bin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think two years is a good time frame for Apple. Two years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's faster. I think they move a little slower than that, but I'm curious. So that would we'll be... have to... Everyone remember, we're taking a gentleman's bet here. So 2021. So that would be the fall 2021. Because that's when they announced new phones. When do they announce new phones? Dub Dub? Yeah. No, after yeah. Dub Dub. No, no. Yep, spring. Spring? Oh, geez. No, Fall. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fall. I just misspoke. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Fall. So it's two and a half years <laughs> yes. for Apple. It's three cycles yes. away. Do you think we're going to get a new uh, Mac Pro at WWDC this year? Yes. Wow. Okay. We're just doing predictions. I just want to get all the predictions out of the way. When is Dub Dub? When is that Dub Dub DC? June. It's usually June. Dub Dub DC. I'm excited. Now we're just on June 4th through the 8th. Ooh, pretty website. Yeah. When's Build? <laughs> Microsoft Build. Build is soon, isn't it? I think so. Not to date our show. This is an evergreen episode about the time foldables were first introduced. It's May 6th. 67 days to go. Wow. Wins build. I'm talking at it. I should know. <laughs> so you should learn that. You should probably well, prepare a presentation too. It's a good website. They updated the website. Looks good. I should go do that. Well, I better go do that, Frank. You better go <laughs> update all of your apps to be foldable ready. And uh, I will be worried that Apple won't do a new phone in two and a half years and we'll lose this bet and I'll lose nothing because I bet nothing, but it's going to happen, Frank. That's what's going to happen. But I'm really in- you'll lose your honor, sir. Oh, no. ah. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see what our listeners think about foldable devices and the impact that it has on mobile application development. You can write at us. Go to mergeconflict.fm. There's a bunch of buttons everywhere. Contact is great. That sends us an email. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can tap on our faces, and that'll give us your personal Twitters. Of course, I love if you rate, subscribe, do all the things. That would be great. 
Of course, check out all of our other awesome podcasts that we have at soundbite.fm. That's soundbite.fm. I'll put that in the show notes for everyone. Uh, and if you want to listen to some Nintendo stuff, let me know. My boss, uh, Joseph, says it's awesome. So approved, <laughs> you know. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah. I trust Joseph's opinion. Yeah. So it's awesome. So there you go. All right, Frank. Well, thank you so much for talking about foldables for 40 minutes. Foldy mi- 40, yeah, 40 minutes of foldables. We did it. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. All right. Say it 10 more times. <laughs> 40 minutes of okay. foldables. All right. Until next week, that's going to do it for this Merge Conflict. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace.